All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Harland Highway Podcast. I'm Harlan Williams, and this is the show. I am your host. Yeah. Tried to make it like a superhero show intro, but really not. Uh, more like a stupid hero show. Um, welcome, everybody. Great show today. Um, what do we got going on? Uh, we have a uh, a very important story, some some interesting scientific research that is supposed to lift us all up to a, a better level physically, mentally, on all levels, and you'll never believe what this scientific research is. It's something we all do that we're not supposed to do, but we do it. And who knew that it could help us? It could be beneficial. So wait till you hear that story. Also, I'll be uh, talking about my new stand-up comedy special, it is a doozy, it is weird, it is wild. I'll be giving you all the information. You can come to the live taping if you want to. I'll tell you about that later in the show when we answer some letters uh, from our listeners. And one of them, very tragic and sad, but we deal with it. We deal with it, and uh, we share on this show with one of our listeners. And then also we're going to be having a question of the day that's a little bit morbid. Oh, and did I mention Cinnamon Boy? Oh, my God. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. chicka chicka chow, chicka chicka chow, main baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. All right, here we go. Another crazy news story here on the Harland Highway. Listen to this headline, and then I'm going to play you a little clip. Here's the headline for the crazy news story. You ready? Swearing can make us more powerful, experts say. What? Listen to this. When it comes to exercise, even a workout king or queen has to bike that last mile and swim that last lap. It's tough, even if you're Lance Armstrong. Maybe he should have tried swearing his way through the Tour de France. That's because researchers have now linked swearing to going the distance. Scientists from the UK conducted two experiments involving volunteers, stationary bikes, and swearing. They found repeating a few choice words increased physical performance by around 8%. The same scientists pre Previously linked swearing and pain management and wanted to apply the theory to exercise. The researchers attributed the increased performance to the body's flight or fight response, but Newsweek reports the data didn't back that theory up. Instead, they considered a psychological explanation, saying when you swear, your inhibitions go out the window and you just don't care as much, which anyone who has ever dated can understand. The more you work for something, the harder it seems to get. Well, there you go. I mean, who amongst us does doesn't like to swear their ass off, and now they're saying it's good for us? It makes us more powerful? 
let me read into this article a bit here. Rarely do we hear about the benefits of poning up to the swear jar, but researchers found a potty mouth can make us physically stronger. The British Psychology Society released data of two experiments that display the power of profanity. Oh, man. In the first, 29 people completed an intense bicycle exercise after swearing and not swearing. Another 52 people completed a grip test after both swearing and not swearing. Those who swore in the first experiment produced more power. Those who cursed in the second test display a stronger hand grip. How about that, man? That's pretty cool. I mean, holy smokes. Quote, we know from our earlier research that swearing makes people more able to tolerate pain, said Dr. Richard Stevens from Keele University, who led the research team. Roger, you know what? Can we get him on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, see if we can, you can hook him up while I finish reading this article, because I think, I think we should talk to this guy, Dr. Richard Stevens. Okay, let me finish the article. So Roger's going to work on getting the uh, the professor on the phone, and I'll finish the article. Let's see. He says, a possible reason for this is that it stimulates the body's sympathetic nervous system. That's the system that makes your heart pound when you're in danger. However, Stephen said, the team isn't sure the swearing is the cause of the strength. Other measurements they expect will be affected by the symptomatic nervous system which did not show significant changes. So so quite why it is that swearing has these effects on strength and pain tolerance remains to be discovered, Stephen says. We have yet to understand the power of swearing fully. Holy smokes. Yeah, we got him? Okay, this is great. Good work, Roger. So Roger's got uh, Professor Stevens on the phone uh, from the UK and let, let's patch him right through. I want to talk to this guy. Go ahead, Roger. Uh, hello, Professor Stevens. Are you there, sir? Yes. Hello, Holland. How are you, you dumb fuck? Uh, excuse me, sir? How are you today? It's so nice to talk to you, you stupid cunt. Uh, professor? Yes, go ahead. I'm here. Uh, yes, sir. We, we, uh, we, we, we were reading your, your article, your research uh, on the show here. And it, it's quite fascinating, uh, you know, the concept that swearing uh, makes one stronger, makes empowers one, makes one uh, think sharper. Yes, it's quite a fascinating uh, study, you stupid shit. And um, what we found is that when you when you use profanity, when you swear, it uh, really releases uh, chemical compounds in your body that uh, you know allow you to. Uh, Excel in all areas, physically, mentally, and uh, so on and so forth. You stupid fucktard. It, it's uh, um okay. Uh, um yes, Holland. Is, is there a problem? No, it's just your, your your language is a little salty here, right out of the gate. You caught me off guard. Well, you know, I am immersed in my research. You fucking idiot. Um okay, so. So, uh, I mean, how do people tap into this? Because, as you know, it's, it's not like you can use profanity in the workplace. You can't uh, be in the middle of your, your daily routine. Uh, 
uh, your job swearing your head off? Well, I don't see why not, you stupid fuckbag. I mean, you know, if you get on a subway car and someone holds a door for you, for God's sakes, and you say, oh, thank you for allowing me to get on the subway car, you stupid fuckhead, you know. Or if uh, your waiter comes around at the table and he says, hey, would you like some butter with your rolls? You say, yes, I'd love some butter, you fucking nutbag shit machine. Uh, oh, you know... That sounds a little, 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 uh, a little harsh, uh, Professor. Well, maybe to you, you fuckhead, but, uh, you know, to me, uh, I find it empowering. I find that it, it raises my game, if you will. It uh, takes me to another level of consciousness, and it really makes me astute with anyone I'm talking to. Do you, do you see what I'm talking about, you fucking ball bag shit fucker? Yeah, well... You know, I, I, I think maybe is it possible you're too immersed in your in your work, Professor? Well, I don't see why. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm making it my life's work, you stupid shit, and I'm doing it every day, fuckface. Well, see, I think I, I don't even know if you're aware that you're, you're doing this, sir, and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you've been kind of cussing up a sailor's storm ever since we got on the line. Well, I guess that makes me uh, superior to you, you dumb fucking piece of shit. Okay, you know, now it's it, it, it's it's getting almost irritating, and I'm, I'm a little offended. Well, if you're going to be offended by science, Mr. Williams, I suggest you get on a short bus to a school for the mentally challenged, because uh, it sounds like you're a fucking retard, really. Okay, you know, it, it, let's uh, dial back... The personal insults. Um, well, I mean, if you can't play mental chess with a person like me, then how are you going to do in your daily life, you piece of cow manure, dog shit, fucktard, mental case, fucking mental fucking nut fuck? Oh, okay. Sir, I think maybe your research, I, I'm starting to wonder if it's even important or not. Well, it, you know, if you're subservient in intellect and intelligence and you're really just the biggest fucking stupid piece of shit I've ever seen in my life, you cunt-sucking fucking hard, then, you know, what's the point of this fucking phone call, you dumb fucking crappy piece of goddamn piece of shit, you fuckface, shit machine, crack-ass motherfucking shit fairy? Okay, I'm not a mother... I'm not a shit fairy, and I don't need you... You know, dangling your mental intellect and superiority over me just because you, you you're cussing up a bunch of words. You know what? I can I can hear that in a in a locker room at a football game. Thank you very much. Yes, well, I can hear it down at the Gentleman's Society, you fucking loser. I can hear it down at a scientific uh, conference, you fuckface. I could hear it at a TED Talk, you piece of shit, scumbag, fuck machine, dinglebutt asshole carpet-munching shit-wanderer. Okay, you know what? I think I've had enough. This is turning into... It goes beyond any type of research. It's abusive, it's rude, and I think you're offending my listeners. Oh, those pieces of shit. Well, why don't they all get on a boat, fly up shit river, and suck a bag of manure through a fucking roasted carrot fucking dildo asshole straw? Okay, you know what, sir? I think I'm going to end it right here. Why don't me, you fucking mental case, fucking piece of garbage, shit fuck motherfucker? Okay, goodbye. Ho holy s
crap. That guy was, Roger, that guy was like, like vile. I, I don't know if he's too deep into his research or what, but I, I, first of all, apologies to our uh, our listeners for this that, that firestorm of, of foul language. That is unacceptable. I, we certainly did not expect that. Uh, and uh, uh, we apologize to the listeners for having to endure that. Uh, not what we had on the agenda. So, wow, we won't be talking to him again. And I'm not so sure that uh, the research he's uh, come up with is actually healthy on many levels. So uh, let's uh, just move the hell on, Raj. Uh, Hit a commercial and let's move on. For my feminine itching, I depend on Vagisil Cream to stop it instantly. And for a painful burning itch, I get maximum strength Vagisil for even stronger relief. There's Vagisil Cream and maximum strength. Listen to the emails. Fresh, crisp, delicious emails. Uh, let's see what we got here today in our in our mailbag. Here we go. Here's a uh, here's a letter. And by the way, if you want to write, you can write to harlemwilliams.com. We have a we have a contact link there. Here's our first letter. It's from Stephen Tyler. It says, "Force of nature. Hey Harland, it's your spirit children again." How's life treating you? Pretty good, Stephen. Thank you. The other day I was watching an old SNL bit by John Belushi, Wilderness Comedian. It got me thinking about your special, Force of Nature. Would you ever do a sequel? Anywho, catch you on the flip, playa. Do something defiant on my behalf, Orange Chicken Grasshopper. All right, playa. Um, well, no, I've, I've never seen the, uh, the John Belushi, uh, wilderness comedian, but, uh, in reference to, uh, your question about my, my last stand-up comedy special, for those of you that don't know it, it was called a force of nature. Uh, I shot it out in the Mojave desert in the middle of the day on a giant hill with no audience, an hour of me just out in the desert doing my stand-up. And the reason I did it is because I'm sick and tired of doing my stand-up specials, you know, on a stage with a curtain with the crowd. It just, it bores me. So I want to do things that challenge me, and I want to do things that maybe are different, challenge the the audience, the viewer, you. So I am not doing a sequel to A Force of Nature, but funny you should ask, I am going to shoot my next stand-up comedy special on June 22nd in just about a month in Irvine, California, and I've, I've been kind of holding off on shooting a new stand-up special because I'm like, I want to be inspired. I want to do something that makes me feel good. I want to do something different and challenging and, and outside of the box and makes me, you know, sweat a little bit. And so I was uh, roaming around about a year ago, and I found this wacky costume shop, and in the costume shop I found this crazy mask of a dog, a pug dog, P-U-G, pug, 
and I put this mask on, and it was really cool looking, and the mouth articulates. And when I say articulates, the mouth moves when I move my mouth inside the mask. And the mask is very realistic. The fur looks great. The mouth looks great. And as soon as I put it on, a light bulb went off, and I went, oh, my God, this is my next stand-up comedy special. I want to do my next stand-up comedy special as a dog, as a pug. And so I gave the pug a name. His name is Caramel Corn the Pug. That's right, Caramel Corn the Pug. And my next stand-up special, which I shoot June 22nd at the Irvine Improv, a 600-seat theater down in Irvine, California. I'm going to do my show as Caramel Corn the Pug, the whole special. So my next special you will see me in is it's still my material. It's all my new material, but as Caramel Corn the Pug. So there you go, man. There's no sequel to Force of Nature, but this is a new special for me, a new venture. And, man, I don't know how it's going to come out. All I know is I've done some testing. I've been on stage as Caramel Corn with the mask. People are laughing. People are responding to it. It looks really bizarre. It looks really wild. And so I am hoping that, uh, that it works. But that's the beauty of it for me. It's an experiment. I want to try things differently. I want to move the needle. I want to push myself. I hope the audience out there enjoys it. I hope the audience out there uh, digs it. But you know what? You never never learn unless you you try. And uh, I always feel like I wanna I wanna put something fresh and new into the world. So there you go. There's there's my answer to your uh, your Force of Nature sequel. Look for Harlan Williams as Caramel Corn the Pug coming out probably the end of this year or early next year. And by the way, if you want to attend the taping, just go on my website harlanwilliams.com and go to the stand up comedy uh, link. And it will link you. You'll see the advertisement for the special. You can get uh, tickets to be there live. We're doing two shows, one night only, at the Irvine Improv, Thursday, June 22nd. So if you're in the in the neighborhood or you want to come to this thing, uh, then, uh, by God, you, uh, you get your butt down there and, and enjoy Caramel Corn the Pug's stand-up comedy special. So thanks for asking. All right, let's go through to another one. Here's a letter from Veronica. Uh, She says, uh, Harland, he's got the whole world in his hands. Message, I love all your characters that you do, but Cinnamon Boy, Dr. Ascot, and Dr. Debbie Timer are my top three. Oh, and I love the prank calls. Oh, and Charlie Lee. Well, I like it all. My brother was a singer, songwriter, puppeteer, jeweler, and artist. If you were ever at the pier in Victoria, British Columbia, you probably saw him selling jewelry, but I digress. I will take your advice, be strong, so that he can live and laugh through me. If it's okay, I would like to share your thoughts and philosophy with others. But if not, that's okay too. We might not have a lot of family support, but we have your wonderful email. Heart broke, but better, Veronica. I see. Okay, well, listen. Let, let me. This. Th- okay, this. This is from a previous 
uh, email, and uh, I hope Veronica doesn't mind me sharing it. Hopefully this is part of the healing. But uh, this is in response to a, a email that Veronica sent uh, recently. And let me go back a bit and share with you. Veronica said, um, Hi, Harland. I just had to write to you. Someone, anyone. My brother just died April 23rd from fentanyl poisoning in British Columbia. My dad died two years ago, and so now my brother, the only thing I really count on is your talent to brighten up a day. If you happen to read this, good, but if you don't, it's still serving a purpose because it helps just to write. Keep up the good work. You are an angel. Well, how about that? Uh, boy, that was a tough letter to read. Whenever you, you, you lose loved ones, it's hard. You don't know where to turn a lot of the time. And the fact that Veronica found something in my silly podcast to help her through is good. So I wrote Veronica this. I said, hi, Veronica. I'm so sorry about your brother and dad. Wow, it's so hard to lose people that are embedded into our hearts and souls. I always say that if we live stronger and allow them to live through our spirits, then in a way they are still here. I'm glad my silly podcast gives you some cheer and happiness. That's good for healing. If there's a special segment or something you would like me to talk about in an upcoming episode, I would be more than happy to do it. Maybe it will help you with your healing or at the very least make you laugh during this sad time. I'm so sorry for your loss. Be strong. Let your laughter and tears be for them and embrace every minute of the precious time we have here on this unpredictable earth, sending you prayers and thoughts, Harlan. So I, I, I think, Veronica, if you're listening, you'd be okay with me reading that because uh, this leads into um, what I'm about to do, which was, you know, honor the request to, uh, you know, do something that uh, makes you uh, smile and lifts your spirits and helps you through this troubled time. So you said that you would uh, you would like uh, one of the following characters. Not that they're really characters, uh, wink, wink, wink. They're, they're actually real people. I don't know what you're talking about, characters. So uh, Veronica likes Cinnamon Boy, Dr. Ascot, Debbie Timer. Those are her top three. And so, uh, you know what? I think uh, I think maybe we'll go with, hmm, let's see. It's hard to decide. I mean, we got Cinnamon Boy, Dr. Ascot, Dr. Debbie Time. You know, I think, I think I'm going to go with Dr. Debbie. What? No. No, no, no. I wasn't. What are you doing here? I didn't, I didn't want you. I was going to do Dr. Debbie Timer. Hi, I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. I'm Cinnamon Boy, Shirley, 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 I am Cinnamon! Oh, come on! That's not fair! I was gonna do Dr. Debbie Timer and all of a sudden, yeah, but Cinnamon Boy's one of the favorites too! Don't forget Cinnamon Boy, because he loves Cinnamon! Yeah, I know you love Cinnamon, and that's why I don't like talking to you, because that's all you ever want to talk about. Not this time, surely I don't. Surely I do not. Surely, truly, I don't, Shirley. Oh, really? You want to talk? This is a miracle. It certainly is. Yeah, so you want to talk about something other than Cinnamon? Surely, truly, I do. Surely, I will. Truly, I must. 
Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we can have a conversation for once, Cinnamon Boy. I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. All right, settle down. You don't. If we're not talking about cinnamon, you don't have to say that crap. True, true. Surely you're true, true. All right, then what are we talking about today? Well, finally, Cinnamon Boy did some traveling. Okay, see there. That's a nice, normal segue to talk about things. It sure is. Truly it is. Surely, truly it is. And if you could just, if you could just say yes or no instead of all this other flowery stuff. I certainly shall try. I shall try. Surely I will. Yep. Okay, so you've been traveling. Where were you? Well, I went to a big state called Nevada. Okay, yes, Nevada. I've been through Nevada. How was it, Cinnamon Boy? It was fun. It was very, very fun. Okay, and what were you doing in Nevada? Well, Cinnamon Boy went to a casino he did. Surely to gamble, blackjack, and poker. Okay, and... Well, I had to go to Las Vegas. Well, there's uh, casinos everywhere else. She could have gone somewhere else. Not really. Not Cinnamon Boy. Well, wh why couldn't you have gone to Atlantic City or, or Reno or something? Because Las Vegas is also known as something else. What? What? Sin City. Oh, well, that's true. It is known as Sin City. And you know where this is going. But what do you mean? It's not Sin City, it's Cinnamon City! Cause I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love Cinnamon! Stop it! All right, you set me up, kid. Sin City for Cinnamon Boy in Cinnamon City! Gambling and playing blackjack and craps and playing with cinnamon sticks in my room, in my, in my casino, because I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love Cinnamon! Stop it! Holy crap! You know what, Cinnamon Boy? I, I trusted you that we could have a nice, normal conversation. That we, you hear, you give, you, you dangled the the traveling thing in front of me, and then I got you right at the last second, like a stupid dead fish biting into a hook. You stupid moron! Hey, watch it! I put Sin City, turned it into Cinnamon City, and you're fucked, Jack. Hey! Stop it with the swearing. I already had some of that earlier in the show. Now get out of here. I don't need your tricks. Cinnamon City. Cinnamon City. Cinnamon City. Because I'm Cinnamon Boy. And I love cinnamon. Stop it. Get out. God. What a moron. Jesus. The guy goes to Sin City and turns it into Cinnamon City. What a dipwad. I hope you lost all your money. I may have lost gambling, but I sure did win at the all-you-can-eat 24-hour Sin City buffet. Because all I ate was cinnamon. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. Because I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon. Get out of here. Idiot. God. Oh, my God. Right. Roger, get me, what? Carlin. You've got a phone call on line eight. Who's on the phone? No, don't put him on. Hello, fuckface. Oh, what the hell, you again? That's right, shit breath. Why don't you fuck it? No, no, you don't. I'm not putting up with this again. 
Uh, really, what are you going to do about it, you garbage bag full of horse manure shit fuck? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it right back to you, fucking asshole. Oh, well, touche away, shit-stained teeth. Oh, well, how about you go fucking get on a diving board and jump into fuckface swimming pool right in the shallow end, motherfucker? Oh, whoop-de-doo. You think you can challenge me in a game of swearing chess, do you, you little fucking pussy-lip-crinkled fucking dog-shit machine? Yeah, I do. How about this, you fucking crap-sucking piece-of-shit machine? Fucking asshole-sucking mental case? Oh, whoop-de-doo. Why don't you go fucking grind a fucking diamond out of your asshole and spit it into your own face, you shit-fucked crap Fuck you! God, Roger, don't have him phone back. This isn't me. I apologize for the language. He's not calling back. Don't put him through. God damn it. I mean, God. Another letter from our listeners. Jeez. Man, this show has just gone off the rails, man. So anyways, just to, to, to sum up, Veronica, who was uh, listening, who, who recently lost some people in her life, we our hearts and prayers go out to Veronica. I hope, I hope we put some smiles on your face and you're feeling better and you heal over time. And uh, I'm glad that in a small way we can help you along with that process. So uh, our, our thoughts and prayers to you from me and I'm sure from all the other Pavement Pounders listening and uh, R.I.P. to your brother and your dad. The Harland Highway question of the day. I guess the question of the day could be tied in a little bit to to death, if uh, you know, if we're going to be talking about it. Um, and I guess the question of the day is: Are you ready for death? Are you prepared for death? I mean, obviously, when you're gone, you're gone. You don't really have to do much of anything, but are you ready for it? I mean, technically, you know how us humans always have to do business and always have to have things taken care of. Have you have you written up a will? Have you have you picked out a a burial spot? Have you decided whether you want to be cremated or put in the ground? Do you know uh, who you want to leave things to? Do you uh, have a bunch of junk in your house? Are you a hoarder that you're going to leave behind to everyone else? Do you have some some ghosts in your closet? Do you have do you have stuff in your computer or or hidden in your house that maybe you don't want people to see or know about? Maybe some nasty old love letters. Maybe a a photograph of you nude standing by the fireplace with an ex girlfriend. I don't know. I'm sure we all have something. Um, so I don't know. I'm, that's why I'm asking, are, are you ready for your death? I, and I hate to even ask this question. It's, it's morbid. It's, it's something none of us want to think about, but yet I guess it's something we all have to think about. And I, I think we all walk around with the attitude like, oh, I'm not going to die till I'm 90. I'm going to be okay. And you don't think about, could I be in a car crash? Could I have a heart attack? Could I have a fatal disease? Could I be in a position where I don't have time to be ready for my death? And the answer is yes. Many people just go unexpectedly. 
oh, oh. okay, that wasn't nice. I pretended to have a hard time. Uh, but many people just go. And and uh, if your family and you've got a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, an uncle, an aunt, whoever it is, guess who has to pick up and go through all their stuff and sort through their life? And it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work going through people's boxes and through their files and through their computers and through their their houses and their cars. And it's a lot of work. And you got you got to ask the question, and this is why I'm asking it. Are, have you done anything? Have you have you uh, done anything to help prepare for that to alleviate? the pressure from your siblings or your mother or your father or your wife or your kids? Have you, have you made plans to make the, the, the transition easier? Like after you're gone, are they all going to be able to sit down and they go, okay, you wanted to be buried here? You wanted to be cremated? Uh, he left uh, his cars to his son. He left his money to his daughter. He left the house to all of them. Check, 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 check. Done. I'm glad he was here. Nice life. See you later. God, it sounds so cold. Ooh, none of us want to die, right? Ugh, I don't. I, even talking about it gives me the willies. But, but it's interesting. I've kind of put a, a will together loosely, but it's not like it's not like you know, so and so gets this, and so and it's just kind of like a broad thing. And. You know, now that I'm asking the question of the day out loud, it's probably something I should tend to. I got a lot of clutter around my house, and but it's like you don't want to, right? When While you're living, you don't want to start thinking about dying. You don't want to start thinking about when you're not here. It's almost like, why do I want to put energy and time and effort into something that I'm not even going to be here for? But then you got to remember that if you don't do it, uh, other people do. And then what if there's something within your clutter or your possessions or your belongings that is very, very important to you? Like, let's say there was a, a, a picture of you or a picture of your great-grandfather or, or maybe you wrote a poem or you, you wrote a letter or you, you, you shot a little video of you standing in the Grand Canyon and, and th- those are cherished things that you're like, you know, I want those to be passed on through the family. I want, I want my sons and daughters to put them on YouTube. I want my kids to have them. I want, you know, here's, here's my little uh, Mickey Mouse doll that I had my whole life. I want to pass that on to my, my son. I want, you know, all these little things that... Either if you die suddenly, you'll never get to, or if you get sick and weak and you're not strong enough to think and, and, and worry about all that stuff. Holy smokes. So, yikes. I know, I know it's kind of a, a, a weird way to end the show here today, but it's the question of the day. Maybe it's something we got to think about, all of us. Maybe some of you have already done it, you super organized people. But uh, that's it. And I I hope you're okay with it. Maybe this question of the day will actually be helpful to you. Or maybe it'll just depress you and make you think grim thoughts. Or 
Maybe it's uh, something. Uh, maybe it's something that uh, needed to be shed, and nobody was saying it. Uh, it had to be shed out loud. Uh, you know, when you die, wherever you put all your vegetables, pretzels. So there you go. What are you gonna do, or how prepared are you for when you die? The Harland Highway morbid question of the day the harland highway question of the day all right so we ended on a on an interesting note but it's a, it's a part of life something we have to deal with so there you go ponder it think about it and uh, like i said maybe it's something that had to be said and will help you um but let's uh, let's end the show with some fun announcements like i said uh, caramel corn the pug will be doing his stand-up special, his first and probably only stand-up comedy special at the Irvine Improv in California, June 22nd. Shows at uh, 7, 7 o'clock and 9.45. Go to harlanwilliams.com and click on the uh, stand-up tour link, and you can get your tickets right there online. I think it's 20 bucks for the show, and... Um, most of that money is going to help pay for the production of the special. It's not cheap. So uh, that's uh, what it's doing. But uh, come on down and join in on the grand experiment of Caramel Corn, the pug. That's June 22nd, Irvine Improv. All the information is at harlowilliams.com. So I hope we see you there, man. Uh, also, while you're at harlowilliams.com, you can write to me the way Veronica did. Uh, there's a contact link. You can phone me, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. And uh, you can just leave your message on the answering machine. It takes about six or seven rings for it to pick up. I don't know why. We've tried to fix it, but we can't. So uh, feel free. Just hang in there, and it will pick up, and you can leave your message. Anything you want, bad, good, funny, sad, stupid, silly, Love hearing from you guys, the Pavement Pounders. Also, don't forget to get our uh, our premium member app. I put up premium content from time to time, but more importantly, the premium package gets you all almost 900 episodes of the Harland Highway from episode one all the way up to now. So you've got lots of listening for $20. It's, uh, it's quite the deal. So hopefully you get that. Also, don't forget to get our app. The uh, Harland Highway app at your app store and your cell phone. That way you can download it for free, no charge, and you get the current 50, uh, most current 50 episodes of the highway, and the new ones pop up every day, every uh, every Monday and Thursday, and you can listen wherever you may be. Also, don't forget to check out my new uh, Disney show every uh, Friday morning at 10.30 on Disney Channel and Disney Junior. Puppy Dog Pals, I've been getting so much amazing feedback from all you people with children. Just loving the show. Thank you for all your letters and emails and tweets. Uh, I'm so happy you like the show. I'm, I'm, it's, it's getting really good response, so thank you. And lastly... Don't forget to check out our new album, The Cousins. It's rock and roll music. Me and my cousin Kevin Hearn did from the Bare Naked Ladies. It's called The Cousins Rattlesnake Love on iTunes and all your digital platforms. So download that and you can be bopping along to our music. All right, man. Well, that's it for today. Again, apologies for all the swearing. Uh, that, that whole segment was just rude. And we'll clean it up next time. But until then... Chicken.
Chow mein, baby. You garbage bag full of horse manure shit fuck.